the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And we might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the values which are expressed in those documents, the foundational values of our country and our society. I have a, want to just share with you a topic that I've been following closely in the news, first of all, today. But before we do that, actually, I'd like to, of course, remind you that our program and all the programs you hear on FM 105.5, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and 1520, WBZW, are supported by Florida Door Solutions. And we'll let you know that if you have any kind of a garage door problem, the great people over at Florida Door Solutions can help you solve that problem with efficiency, courtesy, and outstanding service. You can find out more at FLADoor.com or just give them a call. At uh, 866-FLA-DOOR, that's 866-FLA-DOOR, and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you, of course. There's a topic that's been in the news recently. It's been more on the sports pages uh, than the, well, I guess primarily on the sports pages, but I I think it's very relevant in terms of illustrating the way that the mainstream media uh, also known as the lamestream media, as uh, Sarah Palin used to so accurately uh, and succinctly uh, describe it, and I agree wholeheartedly with her, the left-leaning, if you will, or even the, the not even leaning anymore, the full-blown cultural left is leftist mainstream media um, operates. And uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about, um, I'll share the, the issue with you first of all, and then I'll just share my perspective because I and I've also learned from speaking with a number of my friends who have uh, um, and and talking with people on the air about this issue that uh, I kind of apparently have a little bit of a a unique perspective. So I'd like to share my perspective with you and and share with you why I I, I feel the way that I do. Um, I'm talking about the whole Urban Meyer situation, if you will, um, and Ohio State football. Of course, Urban Meyer is the coach at Ohio State. 
of course, uh, many of you recall, and we had got a lot of Gator fans and college football fans in our audience. He um, was at Florida, had tremendous success at Florida. You know, had his ups and downs. You know, kind of left on a little bit of a down note, but um, which a lot of Florida Gator fans are pretty unforgiving about. Um, personally. I, I just appreciate the two national championships and all the great players he recruited, um, including Tim Tebow, um, at Florida. So that's I've got certainly no negative feelings, literally, about Urban Meyer, his um, tenure at Florida, his leaving Florida, or anything like that. You know, other than uh, you know, just to observe that apparently, from a lot of accounts, that uh, in the final days, the last year or so, uh, things did get to be out of control, discipline-wise, which is. Um, Another issue, which I'm not even going to address too much today, but um, but is part of the record. Um, the, the thing that we should talk about today is that the most recent situation at Ohio State University, where he uh, he's been the head coach, he's, he's won a national championship there already. Uh, the program was in the doldrums before he got there, um, which gives him three national championships. Including, Including the two at Florida, I mean, you know, Urban Meyer is obviously a proven elite football coach. I would say he's in the at the worst top five of college football coaches in the country. I, you, know, you could argue he's the best, and you could—I um, would probably put him you know, number two right there behind um, Nick Saban, um, or right, and even right up there with Nick Saban. But in terms of results that he produces, and I think that's relevant relevant to the conversation I want to share with you. The crux of the situation is. He had a young man, a young coach on his staff who has um, been accused by his wife, which is now ex-wife, of d- d- domestic violence. Uh, along the way, as, as it has come out, yeah, and I've seen interviews, national interviews with both of the, these uh, young people. Uh, the wife gave a long, lengthy interview that was on national television. I actually saw it on YouTube. Um, the the coach, the young coach, his name is Zach Smith, who has been fired, by the way, and this is kind of what sparked this whole controversy um, by Urban Meyer at Ohio State, um, gave two lengthy interviews where he denies a lot of the the, the charges, especially the, 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 the specific, you know, abuse charges. Um, obviously, a, a toxic marriage and a toxic relationship, relationship which is now ended, um, and, of, and the the wife, the ex-wife, the young woman, is very upset about it still, and about things that went on. Um, I guess my the point I'm getting to is the way that the national media, the sports media, conducted this situation themselves in the situation, which was first of all to immediately start calling for Urban Meyer to be fired, um, and the crux of the situation is. The, the young woman has alleged that she was being abused for, for, for many years, going back at least to 2015, that her by her account, Urban Meyer knew about it or should have known about it. Uh, she says that she actually told his wife about it, and apparently there are text messages um, that document that. And she is, is highly upset that uh, more wasn't done to protect her in this situation. Um, if I'm characterizing it correctly, or punish you know, her ex-husband. Um, and, and as I said before, he was eventually fired. Um, and, and and so essentially the the national media picked that up mantra and immediately went to the card of playing the card of, you know, Myers got to be fired immediately, you know, 
just you know basically and and, and that that's the, the number one point I want to make is that whenever I see that kind of thing happening, you know the 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 natural the 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 mainstream media lynch mob, it always gets my attention, and I'm always immediately skeptical because this is exactly the kind of thing that we've seen in politics for many years now, decades, you know, going all the way back to, yeah, I guess it really became aware to me, Richard Nixon situation, which of course that was, um, he resigned August 9th, which was just the anniversary of that was just a few uh, weeks ago. But, uh, but the point is, I'll share my, my point with you now, and then I'll talk about a few more details. I do not think that a reasonable person observing the situation, getting all the facts, weighing all the facts, um, which include, you know, a man's career, his life's work. Um, personally, I do not think the situation warrants Urban Meyer being fired or him stepping down, resigning or whatever. I do not. I think that's a, a punishment that is, that is too severe for this situation. Now, the other point that I major point I want to make is that, um, that is exactly the opposite way that this this situation has been handled in the national media, uh, the main the mainstream sports media, and and I do want to take this opportunity right now to share with you to let you know to um, my perspective that you know, the, the it, that the national sports media is just as left and cultural left as as the the national political mainstream media. Um, it's basically. The, the same mindset, you know, it's essentially most of many of the same organizations as, as we've talked about somewhat on our show, ESPN has gone from being really a, a, a very good sports network um, and, a, and a network whose mission was to cover sports who uh, part of their mission, uh, you know, the E and ESPN stands for entertainment. Um, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. Cause I'm not a big uh, fan of, of presenting sports as quote, purely as quote entertainment. But um, that's another topic for another day. Um, and anybody who observes ESPN, even for a few minutes, or even I was even for a few seconds, uh, can observe that they have become literally a political network of aggressively advancing a cultural left agenda, you know, glorifying the players who are kneeling for the national anthem. Uh, virtually every single one of their commentators um, is supporting these the players. Um, in this national anthem issue, you know, lauding, not just lauding, praising players for kneeling during the national anthem. Um, so it, it, that, that's just one tiny, tiny micro, microcosm of an issue. But my point is, if is, is the national sports media, and a lot of people don't understand this, this is the point I really want to make, is that the national sports media is just has has an agenda. It's a liberal agenda. It's a cultural left agenda. Um, they're, they're, we, we, gone are the days um, of just the uh, the ink stained sports writer, if you will, out there covering sports, writing you know, writing about batting averages and box scores and who scored the winning touchdown and uh, getting interviews with the coaches. I mean, those days are gone. Um, in the national sports media now, um, and it, it varies to certain uh, with certain networks, but generally speaking, the the, the overall may, and I mean now I'm even talking about websites and the whole online sports coverage area as well. It is is largely overwhelmingly uh, lib- you know I would much much beyond liberal cultural left the same kind of cultural left values the anti God anti American exceptionalism. Um, 
kind of a perspective that that the the, the other mainstream media has. And so, so, that, so that's the crux of my my premise and my point is that the way that I saw this situation, having my normal skepticism of the mainstream media to begin with, and those of those who know about the history of our program know that that was one of the, my motivations for founding this program 20 years ago was to to be a, an antidote, if you will, to to push back against the overwhelmingly left-wing bent, back then it was more liberal bent, now it's full-blown left-wing bent, of the mainstream media, to have be one small voice out here um, you, telling a different perspective and looking at things from a per- different perspective. And of course, my perspective is traditional American values perspective, a perspective that honors America's founding traditions, that honors our Constitution, that honors our Declaration of Independence, uh, the values uh explicitly stated there that all men are created equal, that we are endowed by our creator with inalienable rights that come from God, endowed by our creator, um, that the purpose of government is to ensure those individual rights, uh, that um, respect for the authority of God in, in our country, the fact that, uh, that the, the Almighty is the source of our individual liberty. You know, those kinds of values, of course, uh, a justice system where you're uh, innocent until proven guilty, and and you know the other core values, especially explicitly um, expressed in our Bill of Rights: freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, which of course has has been incredibly eroded since the early '60s, largely due to Supreme Court decisions. But I mean, those are my values, and but of course, if you pay close attention, and you have to pay that close of attention, you'll realize they're not the values of the mainstream media, the lamestream media, or the mainstream sports media. It's time for a break right now. We'll pick this up when I come back. When we come back, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Glad you're joining us. Thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, on our program, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Before we go further, I want to let you know that our program is supported by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com. And also let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain, who, by the way, has been voted best chiropractor for now more years than I even can count. It's at least up into the six or seven or eight years in a row, um, has worked with athletes at all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. And be sure to tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Going back to our topic of of the day, uh, or right now, and that is the overall writing topic is another illustration of the way the the mainstream media, in this case the sports media, operates and their blatant cultural left agenda, and sometimes not so blatant, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes it's fairly subtle, which is uh, 
by design because uh, they're much more effective that way. I can't tell you how many people that I talk to that are God, family, country type people, patriotic Americans, people who believe in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, you know, the values, people just like you and I, probably, uh, unfortunately, quite a few people like that in our audience who just do not realize that the, the national sports media in this country, especially ESPN, but not limited to ESPN, that, that most of what you're going to be, you're going to um, observe in the national sports media is a strong, has a strong cultural left agenda and a strong cultural left bias. I would say not even just bias, an agenda. And they're pushing that agenda. Uh, ESPN, of course, is pushing it 24-7-365. But uh, so many people don't realize that. And that's my overriding point right now. As you consume your sports media, which is kind of sad because um, sports largely has been an escape, an entertainment escape for Americans, a wonderful one. Um, Now we have to be on guard (laughs) to make sure we're not being brainwashed or, 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 or that the coverage is slanted um, towards some kind of a cultural left agenda. So, that, And I see that in this Urban Meyer situation, if you will, at Ohio State. Specifically, not that he didn't make mistakes, not that he's even, Urban Meyer's even a good guy. I'm not even defending him personally so much, um, and I would not even, even advance the notion that, oh yeah, Urban Meyer, what a great man, what a great man of integrity. I'm, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not advancing that at all. He might not even be a good guy to begin with. So, um, I think that essentially Urban Meyer is what he is. He's a guy. He's a hard gun. He's a guy who's out to pr- produce elite national championship contending and winning college football programs, and that's it. That's the driving force in his life, and he's going to do whatever it takes to do that. Um, that's the reality of it. Um, usually people in that situation are like that, both in sports and business. Um, the point I'm making is that does this situation that the that the, the national media just literally has gone hysterical over rise to the level, which, which is a, a situation that involves domestic abuse, um, rise to the level of him being fired by Ohio State University? My point is it doesn't. Punished, yes. Um, reprimanded, and you know, um, very likely um, fired, run out of his job, destroyed, had his career destroyed. I would say no. And the reasons, well, first of all, reason for that, for, as we've said, and this is what I would, would encourage you to be alerted to. Much, much as much like in politics, um, one of the things that the media does, is they like to destroy people. That's one of the the practical functions of the mainstream media, um, both in politics and sports. And it's just, it's not even personal. It's just, you, these kinds of controversies drive ratings. They drive up profits. They, uh, in in today's uh, internet world, they, uh, there's even a term for it, clickbait. They lead to uh, more clicks on your website or whatever. Um, And uh, more Twitter followers, et cetera, et cetera. More Facebook uh, likes. And that translates into profits. It also translates into careers that are made, um, the reputations that are made. That's one. That's one of the first things I learned, even back in my days of journalism school at University of Florida, uh, approximately forty years ago. The way to make your name in in the media um, is to take somebody down. 
And the bigger the person you take down, the, the better name that you know that, that that you make for yourself. Everybody, even today, Woodward and Woodward and Bernstein are still household names, household words. Virtually, almost everybody citizen who pays attention to politics and um, and journalism and media in this country, not journalism because journalism's dead, sadly. Um, but um, know the name Woodward and Bernstein. They took down Richard Nixon. So, so, that, so my point is. That whenever you see the, this this media frenzy, this media uh, uh, lynch mob going after anybody, it doesn't matter who they are. Um, and, and I, but I can tell you, in the political world, it's going to be almost ninety percent, if not more, probably closer to ninety nine percent or ninety nine point nine percent after the conservatives or Republicans. That's who the lynch mob is going to be after. Rarely, if ever, are they ever going to be after a Democrat or a liberal. So the point I'm making now, we're trying to make is the same phenomenon translates over into the sports world. So I guess the crux of my point is, no, I do not think Urban Meyer should be fired. And I want to encourage other people to not be swayed. And one, one, one point I do want to make on the record, though, is who knows everything that went on in this situation. There may be information that comes out later that might warrant Urban Meyer being fired or punished more severely than he has been now in, in, you know, so I'm not uh, even suggesting that might not happen. That very well could happen. Um, my point is what we know now does not rise to the level of the frenzy, the lynch mob frenzy that, that, um, that took place. And I'm very skeptical whenever I see this kind of lynch mob, um, coming up. The other points I would make in uh, Meyer's defense of keeping his job are there was the, the major incident apparently in the situation took place in 2015. It was a, a domestic abuse allegation by the young woman, um, wife of Zach Smith, now divorced. Police came out, they investigated it, chose not to press charges. Okay, if you're somebody's boss uh, and that situation happens, what do you do? Um, and you're, you want to be responsible. Now, you know, football coaches are not police. Police are the experts in this situation. If the police come out and investigate, what what do you do? Do you, do you second guess the police? Do you go out and create your invest, investigation? Most likely, any practical person in the real world, not the media world, but the real world, would um, say, well, "Okay, well, if the police investigated it. Apparently, um, that that that's it." <laughs> um, so that's on the record. The police investigated. Police chose not to press charges um, against Zach Smith. Um, and I think that's huge because I just know from personal experience, many of you probably know from personal experience, know a number of people that have been arrested for domestic abuse. I mean, it's not a very high bar, especially now. So the fact that the guy was not, that the, that the coach was not arrested, I think is, is huge. If you're trying to look at this objectively and fairly. Um, which, of course, is not the way that the mainstream media looks at things. Another thing, football is under attack right now. The, main, the, the cultural left hates hates football, and that's a big part of all these things that are that are attacking uh, football right now. And and this, I would say, this falls right into that bailiwick um, as a peripheral issue. The other thing is that, as Meyer said, and I take him at his word, because the young man has a very close relationship. To Meyer, um, Zach Smith, the coach, his grandfather was a man named Earl Bruce, who's a former you know, head coach at Ohio State. He was actually Urban Meyer's mentor. Um, 
even in his own book, Urban Meyer has written in the past that Earl Bruce was his number one mentor, his closest mentor and confidant through the course of his career, gave him his first job in coaching. Well, Zach Smith is Earl Bruce's grandson. So out of loyalty, I can see where you know a reasonable person would err on the side of 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 um, leniency in the situation. Would err on the side of giving uh, the the person um, the benefit of the doubt, especially when police have come out, police have investigated, uh, police um, have chosen not to press charges. So, essentially, that's that's what I wanted to share with you is the point. Hopefully, that I've made. <laughs> Uh, not as well as I'd probably hope to, but be wary of the mainstream media and especially be wary of the mainstream media in the sports world because the, sp- the media in the sports world, starting with ESPN, but not limited to ESPN, uh, and the individuals there have a strong cultural left agenda, liberal agenda, bias slant, of course, much more, much beyond bias and slant agenda. And if you, if you don't agree with me, just tune in ESPN. Wherever you're listening right now, if you have access, tune in ESPN. And I suspect largely you're going. If you're not watching an actual game, if it's some kind of commentary situation, or or um, you're, you're going to see a, a presentation of cultural left ideology uh, related to the sports world. So that that's my final a couple points. Is one. Be weary of the mainstream media, especially both in the in the in the mainstream media and the mainstream sports media. When you see somebody uh, come under attack, when you see the lynch mob going after somebody, this person's got to be fired. They've got to have their career and life destroyed. Um, you know, don't don't you know the media perspective is no no. Don't uh, take a deep breath. Don't look at the facts. Just they got to be fired today. They got to be out now. Whenever you see that going on. Be a little bit skeptical of it, and especially in, in the sports world, be skeptical of it because it, part of the equation is probably going to be uh, um, you know, a, a leftist agenda lurking around back there somewhere. And um, so, anyway, it's been great to share those thoughts with you today. Um, and um, before we go to break, our next break, I want to let you know, of course, about our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair and let you know that. If you're looking for a car, a place to, t- to take your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle that'll care for it with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Lawrence Blossom Trail in Apopka, and be sure to tell them. Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Also, um, quick note is, of course, the elections will be continuing. We'll be continuing to have candidates on our show through the November elections. We'll also, uh, um, our next, you know, a little bit later, not, not today, but talk about the outcome of the primary elections. It was personally, of course, very disappointed that our friend Fred Brummer um, did not make it into the runoff for his county commission seat in, in West Hart County. But um, we'll talk more about that. a a little bit later on our program. It was nice to see Alan Youngblood, who joined us uh, uh, advance into the the runoff for Seminole County School Board. Well, friends, uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. 
Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. We talked about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Hope you enjoyed those conversation with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, seat number two. Of course, as many of you know, Fred served in that position for eight years uh, before going back to his private business, his CPA firm, Brummer & Rogers. And now with the um, with Brian Nelson leaving that seat to become mayor of Apopka, which, of course, he was recently elected to, uh, that leaves that seat wide open. And Fred is one of the candidates to serve again and hope you enjoyed the conversation we had. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by a gentleman that's making a positive impact in our community by um, the business that he has. The business is Southern Safety Services, and the, we're pleased to be joined by the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, Hollis Kendall. Hollis, great to see you. Oh, great to see you and great to be here. And Hollis, I'd like to, why don't we start, and I'd just like to have you talk about one of the things that, one of the primary things that you do at Southern Safety Services is to teach courses that get people certified to have a concealed weapons permit in Florida. And one of the things that's part of that course that you teach and the work that you do is really an emphasis, a strong emphasis on handgun safety. But first of all, just give us a brief overview of Southern Safety Services, and then we'll pick it up and and, then get more specific as we go. Well, you you pretty well covered it. Uh, Southern Safety Services, uh, the main thing that I do is uh, handgun safety training. Uh, concealed weapons classes, uh, but it's not all just concealed weapons classes. Again, handgun safety training, and we have uh, people even bring in their children uh, that uh, they want to educate uh, handgun safety because they have guns in the home. Uh, and a lot of people, even though they can't get their concealed weapons license until they're 21, uh, they take the class at 16, 17, 18, whatever. Uh, when they turn 21, they submit their paperwork and get their license, and uh, that's what we do. Now, I'd like to, since I've you know, learned more about Southern Safety Services, the work that you do, as I understand it, and correct me if I don't have it right, but the way that you approach this training and getting people certified to get the concealed weapon permit is different than a lot of the other people in this particular industry. What I mean you know, briefly by that is a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll have these courses at gun shows and things like this. There are long lines. Um, so a lot of times it's not always super convenient to, to, to go and try to find a place to, to get certified for your permit. Um, how, how does Southern Safety uh, Services differ from that approach? Well, you mentioned convenient, and that's uh, that's one of the key words. We try to be as convenient for our clients as possible. Uh, I offer classes daily, uh, schedule, you know, groups, individuals, female only, uh, families. Uh, we're centrally located right downtown Apopka. Uh, and again, like I say, I, I schedule at 10 a.m., for example. Uh, if you and your group have to do it at 2 in the afternoon, we try to schedule at 2 in the afternoon, uh, if if it's possible. It's not always possible, but for the most part, it is. And you talk about your convenience. You're just one block south of Highway 441, as you said, right in the heart of Popka. In fact, you're located to a number of our, our mutual friends. You're right behind Porky's. You're due south of Porky's. 
And then you also, um, you I think you share, actually share an office uh, building with Debbie Turner of the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center. Yes, yes, I'm in the building uh, with Debbie Turner and uh, privileged to be there with her as well. Now, let's talk more about the convenience aspect. And that's, you know, as I understand it, you, you, as you said, you've, you've got classes that are available daily. You can work around your um, customer schedule, and you even have female-only classes that are available. And can you talk about that? Because I think that's kind of a, a growing niche of, of people that, you know, are, are, are buying handguns, getting trained to use handguns, or women that are purchasing guns for their personal safety. This is correct. Um there are more and more ladies uh, getting handgun training now and getting their concealed weapons license. Uh, and I think in many cases, they just feel more comfortable uh, being with a group of ladies versus, uh, you know, some macho men or whatever. Uh, so they get two or three of their friends or relatives together and uh, we put together a class. And, and, I, and I try to tailor each class for my clients' needs. Uh, every class is not identical, uh, depending on knowledge, uh, what they do know, what they don't know. Uh, so I just, I just try to make every class, uh, specifically for the client. We're speaking with Hollis Kendall. Hollis is the founder of Southern Safety Services. It's a business that trains citizens in gun safety, handgun safety, and prepares citizens, gets them certified, actually, to receive their concealed weapons permit in the state of Florida. And Hollis is an NF, an NRA certified pistol instructor. Now, Hollis, can you talk about yet yeah, one of the things that, that I think is interesting that I've learned from talking to you is that the way that you present your classes, that you have customers, students, however you want to term it, everything from the, the, the advanced, uh, a very experienced handgun owner, to the novice handgun owner. And can you just talk about that aspect of what you do? Yeah, and that has come about because you have to take a class with somebody in order to get a certificate to go apply for your concealed weapons license. And so I've had several people who have uh, taken my class that were very experienced shooters. Uh, And then I also, again, have the people who have never touched a gun before in their life. But touching on the very experienced shooters... uh, it's surprising that uh, even most of them have picked up some pointers and some tips and improved their skills uh, by taking the class, even though they were very skilled when they came there. And that that leads to another a follow-up question, you know, and, and I this is kind of, you know, it makes common sense, but one thing that you've shared is that a lot of people, you know, who maybe have uh, owned guns, handguns all their life and use handguns all their life, still, they still ha- have a lot to learn, especially in terms of uh, handgun safety. Th- this is true because what I have found, I've been doing this eight and a half years now, uh, and what I have found is that, um, you know, right now there's over two million people in the state of Florida that have a concealed weapons license. Um, and I don't have any clue on the numbers, but I'm sure a very large amount of them never go shoot. Uh, they buy a gun, they take a class, they get their concealed weapons license, and they maybe go shoot to the range once or twice or go play with it or whatever the case may be, and then they, they just carry it or store it uh, and never do any additional training. And it's one of these things that uh, 
you just have to stay with it. You have to train, train, train. Uh, and whether, you know, today's your first day with a handgun or 30 years, uh, you have to keep your skills uh, perfected. And that leads to another question uh, that follows directly from what you're just sharing with us is that, you know, that gives us something else a lot of people don't really stop and think about. No matter how skilled you are, even how good of a, a skilled shooter you are, and most people aren't that own handguns. Um, every, if say, if you're a person is in a situation, a citizen is in a situation, they are threatened. Uh, they feel threatened. They have to use their gun. They shoot. Uh, you're, you're, um, not every bullet hits its mark, but, but legally every gun owner is responsible for where those bullets land. That's, that's an excellent point because, uh, and that's something that we talk about a lot in the class among other things, obviously, but, uh, you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun under all circumstances. So even though you are defending your life or someone else's life or whatever it may be, uh, home invasion, carjacking, whatever, uh, not every bullet is going to hit its mark. And you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun. Um, so I'm a, I'm a facility for U.S. Law Shield, and uh, I, I talk about that a lot because it's a a fabulous insurance policy for any gun owner uh, or even non-gun owners. It, it protects you for any type of self-defense that you've had to use uh, in the course of protection. So it could even be, you know, a pen, uh, keys, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, and it's a very, very affordable protection. We're speaking with Hollis Kendall on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Hollis is the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, which is a business that prepares citizens to get certified for their concealed weapons permit in Florida and teaches handgun safety. And Hollis, why don't you share with us, uh, and there's a lot more, and of course you can learn a lot more on your website. Share with us your website and how people can find out more about Southern Safety Services. The website is uh, com. Uh, there's a couple videos on there, and there's uh, access to the NRA and the U.S. Law Shield, as I mentioned. Uh, but again, my class and the structure of my program is more designed around safety than any other item. Uh, we cover everything you need to know about guns, complete uh, gun nomenclature and ammunition and everything you need to know about the proper handling of guns and shooting of guns and and the laws, uh, but it's it, safety is the key. My company name is Southern Safety Services, so safety is my middle name. Literally. So, and, and, and speaking of safety, and we're up, we're getting close to our break. Hollis is going to stay with us uh, for another segment, and when we come back and. For that segment, I want to talk about your commitment to safety because one of the things I've learned about you is you have a true passion for handgun safety, and that's, uh, there's some specific reasons how that passion really developed over the years and some specific circumstances. Um, but before we do that, I, I'd like to go back to the topic of convenience that we talked about uh, earlier, and if I if have it correctly, you can even schedule um, – classes for small groups of people, and you can even schedule them even at a person's home or business. Exactly. And that's uh, one of the things that separates me from some of the other people. Uh, I am capable and willing uh, to bring the class to you. 
in your environment. Uh, the classroom portion can basically be done anywhere. So if you want a group at your office or your business, at your home, uh, whatever the case may be, I can accommodate that. Uh, and then obviously we have to go to a gun range and do the shooting uh, to complete the course. But uh, safety and convenience is what it's all about with, with Southern Safety Services. Well, we're going to go to a break here in a moment. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk with Hollis Kendall, founder and owner of Southern Sa- Safety Services. Before we go to break, I want to give a shout out and a hello and a thank you to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. Uh, Dr. St. Germain supports all the programs you hear here on 1520 WBZW and 105.5 FM, The Answer, and AM660, The Answer. And also give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions because they support all the programs on our stations as well. And if you have garage door problems, I encourage you and urge you to contact Florida Door Solutions and you can give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and please tell them you heard it on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Well, friends, we'll be right back in just a moment. For more on today's program, please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Our guest is Hollis Kendall, and Hollis is the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, which is a business conveniently located in the Apopka area, just one block south of Highway 441 in the heart of downtown Apopka. In a, you've got a beautiful, a nice office in a beautiful residential area, red brick streets, big oak trees. And um, so we'll go back to Hollis in just a moment. But before we do, I want to thank Pete Paquette. Pete's sitting in and we're doing a kind of a little double duty here as our producer. And Pete, thank you for making yourself available to produce our segments here with Hollis. Sure, Roger. <laughs> I, um, now, let's, Hollis, as we go back, you know, of course, uh, Southern Safe, Safety Services is a business that per, that teaches gun handgun safety and prepares gets uh, actually gets citizens certified to get their concealed weapons permit in the state of Florida, and you know as you're telling us Hollis, one of the the things that characterizes Southern Safety Services and the work that you do and the courses that you teach is a commitment and a passion for handgun safety. And you've had some personal experiences that really kind of led you in this direction and impacted you in, ter- in terms of the importance of handgun safety. And can you share um, you know, some, of that, some of that with us, please? Yes, and it was in, it was in another industry, but uh, uh, October 1st, 1993 changed my life. It's a date that uh, I remember as if it was yesterday. It was uh, I was involved uh, in safety with commercial motor vehicles, uh, thousands of them within the state of Florida. Uh, So obviously with that many vehicles and employees, you have issues. Uh, But October 1st, 1993, I uh, I went to the scene of my first fatality and investigated, and uh, that day changed my life. And after that date, I have investigated uh, 
probably 14 or 15 other fatalities, various circumstances and whatnot. But uh, the bottom line is all the same. They were fatalities. Um, and it just it changes your life. And I retired about nine years ago. And uh, safety is a passion of mine. And I couldn't think of a better application for my passion than with loaded guns. Uh, and people... They don't put enough thought into it. It's just uh, you grab a gun, you point it at a target, and you pull the trigger, and that's pretty much all there is to it, they think. And it's just so much more than that. And uh, with that said, that's why there's uh, so many people who uh, are six foot under uh, that somebody thought a gun was empty or uh, whatever, and obviously it wasn't. And uh, so I... My my class is all about making absolutely sure that we never have an unexpected or uh, unintentional discharge of our firearm or weapon. Uh, we're going to be in control of that gun at all times under all circumstances, uh, and that's what I'm all about. In the business of Southern Safety Services, we're speaking with the owner and founder, Hollis Kendall. You can find out more at SSS. FL.com. That's SSSFL.com. And of course, that stands for Southern Safety Services. And FL, of course, stands for Florida. And as Holland mentioned earlier, Hollis mentioned earlier, safety is their middle name at Southern Safety Services. And Hollis, that's a great point. And I'd like to you know, thank you for sharing that personal experience with us. And can you share, you know, share, and I don't want you to give away all your secrets, uh, but, um, what are some things that citizens can do to to you know improve their safety and, and you know and make sure that they don't have one of these fatal accidents with a handgun? Well, basically, just follow some very very basic safety rules. The uh, the rules that probably everybody out there doing these classes is teaching. Uh, you know, keep your gun pointed in a safe direction. Uh, keep your finger off the trigger. And uh, keep it unloaded to ready to use. Now, that's, uh, obviously, that's not the case when you're carrying for self-defense, but under other circumstances, uh, that's recommended. But um, it's just all common sense, but it's uh, we, we just get complacent and careless, and uh, that's, that's how these incidents occur. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you 100%, and I, I definitely think a lot of people do not really give a lot of thought to the, the – Devastating, you know, consequences that could happen from, you know, oper- you know using a handgun dangerously or, or, or not safely. And one thing that you talk about that you've mentioned, too, is just um, why don't you talk about what happens you know, when a bullet you know, strikes something? Well, I, I have a, a, a saying that I actually stole it, to be honest with you. But uh, when a projectile goes through something, it leaves a hole. And whatever was in that hole is gone forever, and you can't bring it back. So I think that's a very, very heavy statement because no matter what it is, when that projectile goes through it, there's going to be a hole there, and whatever was there is gone forever. And if that's part of a body, uh, it's devastating. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest is Hollis Kendall, founder of Southern Safety Services, a company that prepares citizens to receive their concealed weapons permit 
in the state of Florida and teaches hands-on handgun safety. You can find out more at sssfl.com. That's their website, sssfl.com, Southern Safety Services. Now, Hollis, can you talk about, you know, just kind of share a little bit about with us your who your students are, your customers, your people that come to you and, and that, that you, you, get, you, you, you train in handgun safety and you, and you get prepared to get their uh, concealed weapons permit? Well, it's it's very diverse, uh, to be honest. I mean, I have uh, young people, old people, uh, male, female, uh, just uh, everybody, and it, it's surprising. Uh, we talked about it in a class a, a couple of weeks ago. In the state of Florida, there's there's over two million people now that have a concealed weapons license, and the largest number of licensed uh, concealed weapons holders, uh, the largest number is from 50, age 51 to 65, and the second largest is from 65 and up. So the largest majority of people that are carrying uh, concealed weapons in the state of Florida are people 51 years and older. Uh, and, I, and I think that it kind of explains itself, probably. Very interesting. And can you talk about... What are some reasons that a citizen should get their concealed weapons permit and, and should carry? Well, the main reason is that uh, with a concealed weapons license, you're allowed to carry it on your person concealed, obviously, um, in the vast majority of the places that you will be. Uh, I've had several people tell me that they really don't need a concealed weapons license because uh, they don't go where there's crime and so forth, and I, I find that a little ludicrous because uh, every time we step out of our home and get into the general public, uh, we could become a victim of any type of crime anywhere, anytime. Um, so having having the ability to possibly uh, defend and protect yourself wherever you are uh, is very important. Now, there are some restrictions, obviously, where you cannot carry uh, with justifiable reasons. Uh, but for the most part, you can carry where you go and have the right and opportunity, the legal right uh, to defend yourself. But with that said, there more than likely will be some legal or civil ramifications if you, in fact, do use your weapon to defend yourself. And great food for thought, great information. And yeah, I just pick up where you, you know, where you touched on is yeah. Let's just face it. Here in Central Florida, you know, crime can find you very easily, no matter where you live, what neighborhood you're in, you know, what area of town you're in. You see on TV all the time now. I mean, the places where you never thought you would see crime before. I mean, don't want to get into name and names, but. Public's parking lot, Walmart's par- parking lots are a very dangerous place. Um, and I don't think we put enough emphasis in that because you come out of a store with whatever you purchased and you're putting it in your vehicle and you're not paying attention to who's in that vehicle beside you, behind you, who's walking around you, uh, somebody coming up and asking you for directions, uh, for a cigarette, for whatever it may be, um, very well may be preparing to make you a victim of crime. 
and I'll just a couple off the top of my head that happened within the last two weeks that I read about in the Sentinel. That's my source. In fact, I had meant to address those things on the on the show. Well, just to talk about them briefly now is yeah, there was an incident recently where I think at a food mart over on West 50. Now it was in Pine Hills, and that is a crime high crime area. But that the 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 place where this happened wasn't necessarily a high crime area. It was just right there on, on, in broad daylight on, on on the main highway. Now you mentioned not being high crime and and daylight. You know, one of the main things we have to be concerned about today, and I experienced it coming here, is road rage. Um, <laughs> you can't drive anywhere. Did, did you today. observe road rage, or, or you, or, or I, did you have road no, rage? I, I observed it, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it's getting out of control. And what used to happen? Um, I'm old school, and it used to be, you know, we'd uh, holler and yell at each other, and that was the extent of it. Now you make a mistake, and uh, even if you inadvertently cut somebody off or they think you brake-checked them or whatever, they're very likely to come up to your vehicle and start shooting. No, that there have been several fatalities right here in Central Florida over the last few years of that exact same situation. So this is why. And not only, but we keep talking about having a concealed weapons license. And that's not the key here. It's the knowing how to use that handgun, where, how, when, why, um, and make absolutely positively sure that you're in the right place and frame of mind and whatever it may be if and when you have to do that. Because uh, you cannot let your emotions take control of you when you have a, a gun in your possession. Brenton, finding this very our conversation with Hollis Kendall very interesting. I, ho- I hope that you are as well. You can find out more at his website. That's SSSFL.com. And of course, SSS stands for Southern Safety Services. Actually, coming to the end of our show, but I want to thank you for joining us. It's great that you've come over and shared with us. I know you've been on the Debbie Turner, our hometown with Debbie Turner show before. Uh, excuse me, Debbie, Debbie O'Brien. I, you, you shared office with Debbie Turner. You were on the Debbie O'Brien show. But I want to thank you for coming and, and joining us on our show today, and we look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Well, thank you very much. And it just, uh, I, I, I just, like I say, it is my passion, and I love talking about it because it's, it's so personal to me. Appreciate the work that you do. Friends, that's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to Pete Paquette for producing our segments with Hollis Kendall of Southern Safety Services. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.